Thank you for joining me for worship for our second Wednesday in Advent worship service, our second midweek Advent service. In our Advent services, our special services, we're looking at heavenly messages from heavenly messengers. We're going to begin order of service with our bulletin. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Like the shepherds, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our scripture readings for this second Wednesday in Advent are from the Gospels of Mark, Luke and Matthew where we hear Mary visits Elizabeth, Mary's song the Magnificat, and the angel appears to Joseph. First from Luke chapter 1 verses 39 to 56. At that time Mary got ready and hurried to a hill to a town in a hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. His mercy extends to those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with His arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. And then the angel appearing to Joseph from Matthew 1 verses 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. 
because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to a public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. We'll sing hymn number 76, Jesus, Name of Wondrous Love. Jesus, name of wondrous love, name all other names above, unto which must every knee bow in deep humility. Jesus' name decreed of old, to the maiden mother told, kneeling in her lowly cell, by the angel Gabriel. Jesus' name of priceless worth, to the fallen here on earth, for the promise that it gave, Jesus shall his people save. Jesus' only name that's given under all the mighty am, whereby all to sin enslaved burst their fetters and are saved. Jesus' name of wondrous love, human name of God above, pleading only this we too flee, O God, in faith to you. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider this second midweek Advent service is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. Luke writes, In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, 
and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Let's bow our heads for prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, who art our strength and our salvation. Amen. My dear fellow Christians who are preparing for Christmas, the angel's words to Mary here, a, a heavenly message from a heavenly message messenger, they may remind us of the familiar words in the Nicene Creed when we confess our faith and we say, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and became fully human. And now those words, it was the custom in the medieval Christian church that at the phrase and became fully human, or as we would say in the old hymnal that we had and was made man. It was the tradition in the medieval church that people would bend the knee, bow the knee at that point. And the story is told that on one occasion, the devil happened to visit a church service and he saw one person who was attending the church service who didn't bend the knee, bow the knee at that particular time. And what the devil did is he supposedly slapped the person alongside the head because of his not bending the knee like that. He said to him, what's wrong with you? If he had become one of us, I would bow the knee. And of course, that's only a story, but it does remind us of the majesty and the mercy of Jesus' incarnation, of his becoming one of us. And what Luke records for us about Jesus becoming also true man, always still true God, of course, but becoming also true man to be our savior, that's not just a story. That's a magnificent miracle, a wonderful miracle. It's part of God's word. It's part of God's plan of salvation. Well, in our special Advent series services this year, we're looking at heavenly messages from heavenly messengers. And in this angelic announcement to Mary, this special announcement to Mary, this heavenly message for Mary, we shall see that 
God's favor is extended. God's son is promised. God's power is demonstrated. And God's servant does sense. Mary, in faith, agrees to what the angel said to her. Six months had passed since the angel Gabriel had met up with Zechariah in the temple as he was burning incense to tell him that he and his wife would be the parents of John the Baptist, the one who would prepare the way for the Lord, who would be the Savior's forerunner. And as I said, prepare the way for the Lord. Now, now Gabriel is sent to Mary. And the message to Mary was, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Did Gabriel go to Mary because she was someone so special? Was she better than other people? Was she less of a sinner than you or I? And, well, the answer, of course, is no. She was a sinner just like you and I are in reacting to what Gabriel said in her song of praise, the, the Magnificat that we sang just a few moments ago. Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Jesus came to be her Savior as well as ours. And all her righteous acts are just like filthy rags, just like ours are. But she was highly favored, it says here. She was the one, she was the one to whom the Lord had and would continue to be gracious. And now what made Mary special was not Mary, but what makes every believing child of God special in God's sight. And that is the fact that the Lord is with us, that he's dwelling in our hearts, making us his believing children. Well, Mary was troubled by the angel's message, and she wondered what he meant. She knew that she was a sinner, and having this heavenly message come to her like this, that made her nervous and afraid. She probably was wondering up front if God had sent this angel to her to, to punish her for some sin that had been in her life. That's the natural way for us to think if, if an angel were to come to us, if we were to feel God's presence like that. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. The angel not only told her that she didn't need to be afraid, but she was also told by the angel that what God was going to do is God was going to give her more and more of his grace. God's favor is extended here. There was a little girl and her mother who were reading the Bible and they came to John 3.16, that very familiar passage, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Stopping for a moment, the mother 
then asked the young child, don't you think it's wonderful? The child, looking surprised, replied in the negative. The mother was taken a little bit back by that, and, and after thinking for a moment, she asked the question again, don't you think that this was wonderful? And to that, the little girl replied, why no, Mom, it would be wonderful if it were anybody else but it's just like God. And now we'd still have to say, it really is wonderful that God so loved the world, but you can kind of understand what that little girl was saying with her childlike faith. She was saying, it's just like God. There's nothing out of the ordinary because it's just like God. It's God's nature to extend his favor to us, to freely give to you and to me of his grace and mercy. Mary didn't deserve it. We don't deserve it. But how blessed Mary was and how blessed we are that God extends his favor, his grace and love, his mercy to sinners like you and me who don't deserve it. But that's God's nature, and don't we have to be thankful that that is God's nature? Gabriel said to Mary, You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. God's son is promised with those simple words. The birth of any child is a gift from God. But here, the birth of this child was especially noteworthy. This child would be conceived in the womb of a virgin, fulfilling the prophecy that was given through Isaiah, recorded in Isaiah. The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. This child was called Jesus, which means the Lord is salvation or Savior. And that name, it actually was a common name, actually, back in those days. But Jesus is the only one who could fulfill that name, who could live up to that name. Here we have God's Son is promised. The angel said, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. When God established King David on his throne in Jerusalem, it really was his desire that that dynasty of David could continue on forever, that, that David and his descendants would be faithful to God, and that dynasty could continue on forever, as I said. However, because of sin and rebellion against God, David's dynasty, it lasted, oh, a little over, just a little over 400 years. But in Jesus, God would establish David's real dynasty. And it's not over an earthly kingdom, 
but over an eternal spiritual kingdom in which God would rule over those who by the grace of God believe in him. And now just think how that kingdom was established, how Jesus' kingdom was established. Jesus didn't gather an army to go and fight against Satan and sin and death and hell. Rather, he single-handedly took on Satan and all of his evil cohorts and won a victory that lasts forever, that lasts forever. And there you see God's power being demonstrated. Satan will never be able to challenge our Savior ever again. And now what a special king we have in Christ, our Advent King. Oh, a traveler tells of how he was shocked one night during a trip through China when he awoke and looked out in the moonlight and saw a row of Chinese idol gods. And when he looked at them, their faces were hideous and horrifying, terrifying. One can, look at, one can look at any heathen religion and the gods are the same. They're subject to human passion. They're cruel and often frightening. Now it's true that among them some are called gods of mercy and pity, but there's never a real God of love like Jesus the Savior. Only the God of the Bible, only Jesus is this God of grace and love. In his grace and love, God fulfilled his promise to send a Savior. And, well, if God weren't gracious, if God weren't gracious after the fall into sin, what he would have done is he would have just simply turned his back on us and said we weren't worth any more of his time. And if God weren't gracious, weren't gracious, well, sometime since the fall into sin, he would have said, I've had enough. But God is gracious, and he always wants to give us of his grace and love. The tragic thing is that there are so many people who reject that grace and love of our God, choosing to live contrary to God's will, Oh, by not believing in his grace and love or by trusting in their own abilities, thinking that those things would end up getting them to heaven. But even though Jesus is rejected by many, by so many, God still remains the God who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. He still wants to keep on giving us of his grace and love. Zechariah, when he was told that he and Elizabeth would be the parents of John the Baptist, well, he doubted. Mary, on the other hand, she believed. She didn't doubt. She did ask the angel, how shall this be since I am a virgin? And 
she was really there just from how the scriptures put it. She was just looking for information on how something like this was going to happen. And Gabriel told her simply that her pregnancy, that would be a miracle of God. This is what we summarize in the second article when we say that he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit wasn't playing the role of a human father there. Rather, he's beginning an earthly life in Mary or beginning the earthly life of Jesus whose eternal life was, well, from eternity. He had existed by, for all eternity. He will continue to exist for all eternity. But by some supernatural means, he began his earthly existence there in the womb of Mary. But there's an even greater miracle that's referred to here just than this conception by a virgin. The Holy Son of God would be born of a sinner. The Holy Son of God would be born of a sinner. Human parents can only have children who are sinful. Flesh gives birth to flesh is what Jesus said. But in Mary was conceived the Holy One of God, the Son of God, true God from all eternity. Jesus, our substitute, he was born just like we are, but he was perfect. He was perfect in every way so that he could be our Savior. And all this would take place because nothing was impossible for God. Nothing is impossible for God, as the angel said to Mary. And as Mary obviously believed as well. Mary didn't ask for a sign to give her evidence that this was going to happen. But Elizabeth's pregnancy is cited as a sign to strengthen Mary in her faith. How will this be? A virgin is the mother of a baby. A baby is born to a virgin. The Son of God becomes also a human being. A man who was executed rises from the dead. How will this be a miracle of God? And, well, stubborn, sin-blinded, rebellious prodigals like you and me were pulled out of the unbelieving world and into God's believing family. How can this be? Well, nothing is impossible for God. It's all God's doing. And it's because, as the angel said and as Mary believed, Nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded to this, this gracious, amazing announcement by the angel by saying, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. And such faith on the part of Mary, but such faith isn't necessarily connected with maturity in years. Remember the older Zechariah? He doubted. He doubted when the angel said he and Elizabeth would be parents of John the Baptist, but, but Mary believed. 
And this is because the Holy Spirit was at work in our heart and she assented, she agreed to what Gabriel had said because again, the Holy Spirit was at work in her heart, giving her faith. The childlike faith that we all so much desire in this life. Oh, and just think about that, having a childlike faith, such a wonderful thing to have when our brains don't get in the way of God's promises and Jesus, our Savior. A childlike faith where we all would believe without doubting. Well, the angel left Mary, but this word of God remains to teach us, like Mary, also to say to our God, may it be to me as you have said, as we consider this heavenly message from a heavenly messenger to Mary. Let's see how God's word enables us and motivates us like Mary to assent to, that is, to act in accordance with and believe in God's plan of salvation and his guidance and direction in our lives. The Apostle Paul said, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Why did God send this heavenly messenger with a heavenly message to Mary? Why did God choose Mary to be Jesus' mother? Why did God fulfill his promise to send the Savior. Why did God lead Mary and us to believe in his promises? And he did it all because of his grace and mercy and love for sinners like you and me. May we never forget how blessed we are that God does not treat us according to what we deserve because of our sins, but because he treats us, because he treated Mary. He treats us according to his grace, his amazing grace and love. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's confess our faith with the second article and its meaning. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. What does this mean? I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord. He has redeemed me, a lost and condemned creature, purchased and won me from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death. All this he did, that I should be his own, 
and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he has risen from death and lives and rules eternally, this is most certainly true. Let's pray. Stir up our hearts, dear Lord, our Heavenly Father, to make ready the way of your only begotten Son, that at his second coming, we may worship him in truth and purity for all eternity. We pray through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Lord God, as we think of this wonderful message that was given to Mary, oh, we, we know how gracious and merciful you were to Mary. We know how gracious and merciful you are to us. Help us always to respond to that grace and mercy, well, like Mary responded. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. God, help us to live trusting in your promises, live wanting to follow your will in our lives, to fight against Satan and sin, but knowing that the victory is ours always, only because of Jesus. And we gather up all of the prayers we have tonight as we join in praying. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. And thank you for joining me for worship this second midweek Advent service. We have one more scheduled midweek Advent service, although maybe in two weeks we'll have a fourth. We have to make a couple decisions on that yet. Again, the Lord bless and keep you always. Amen. <laughs>